0: Hello, and welcome to the Renew Your Thinking podcast series. In a world filled with many different viewpoints and opinions, these podcasts will examine issues, current events, historical events, and cultural movements, all in the light of God's Word. Our goal is to help you as you seek to love and serve God with your whole heart, soul, and mind. In this first series of stories, we will study about some significant historical figures. In the next nine podcasts, we'll talk about women in the Old Testament, specifically the women who were the ancestors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, there was a long line of women who came before Jesus in his family tree, but we'll focus on the stories of the women who are named in the Bible, starting with Eve, then Sarah, Rebecca, Leah. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, and we will finish the series with Jesus' mother, Mary. While telling these women's stories, we'll be taking a trip through the Old Testament. We will see how they fit into God's plan of redemption through His Son, Jesus Christ. Each woman's story is unique and interesting. What they share in common, besides being ancestors of Jesus, is that they were all faithful women. We'll always read the stories directly from the scriptures to avoid confusion and misinformation. I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Bible for those who are following along. In the first two podcasts in this series, we talked about Eve and Sarah. Now let's turn to the next woman in the lineage of Jesus, Sarah's daughter-in-law, Rebecca. Rebecca is the third woman named in the Bible as an ancestor of the Lord Jesus Christ. But first, let's review and summarize where we are in this study. While the Israelites certainly knew of the promised Savior, most of the women who were the foremothers of the Lord Jesus probably did not know how they would fit into God's plan of redemption. They just lived their lives as faithfully as they could— They are examples to us to trust God in all that we do, even the small daily aspects of life that may seem insignificant or unseen. In our first lesson in this series, we talked about Eve, the mother of all human beings. In the second session, we talked about Sarah. One of the most important lessons Sarah learned was that nothing is impossible with God. Sarah and Abraham followed God faithfully while waiting for the fulfillment of his promise of a son. That son was Isaac. When Isaac was old enough to marry, Abraham determined to find a bride for his son as was the custom in ancient times. Abraham was living in Canaan, a land filled with people who did not worship God. He did not want to link his family with these unbelievers, and so he came up with a plan to get a bride for Isaac from among his own people. In this session, we will talk about that bride, Rebecca, the third in our line of the female ancestors of Christ. Let's begin by turning to Genesis 24, verse 1. Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am now living, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant was willing to obey Abraham, but he was quite concerned about how he would be able to find the right woman when he got to the end of his journey. When he finally got to Haran, a journey of around 400 miles, he asked God to help him with the important and difficult task. Continuing with verse 14, The servant prayed, May it be that when I say to a young woman, Please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, Drink, and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one that you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please, give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she'd given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels, too, until they've had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. Now the servant knew that this woman was God's choice of a bride for Isaac. His prayers were clearly answered. This woman was not only beautiful, but very kind and diligent. Camels who had come on a journey of 400 miles probably drank as much as 20 to 30 gallons of water. Still, the servant wanted to be sure, and he asked the girl about her family. Upon learning that she was indeed the granddaughter of Abraham's brother, he bowed down and worshipped God. The servant gave Rebecca some customary gifts and began to speak seriously with her. She invited him to come and lodge with her family. The family showed the servant hospitality by giving him a meal and taking care of his camels. After dinner, Rebekah's family listened to the servant's story, which he gave in great detail. Rebekah's father, Bethuel, and brother, Laban, considered their answer to the servant. Look at Genesis 24, verses 50, 51, 57, and 58. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebecca, take her and go, and let her become the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. Rebecca's family urged the servant to stay for a few days. Perhaps they didn't really want to see Rebecca leave. Finally the servant said he needed to go back home. Then Rebecca's family said Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebecca and asked her, Will you go with this man? I will go, she said. So they sent their sister Rebecca on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men, and they blessed Rebecca. Rebecca bravely journeyed back with Abraham's servant. She left her family, knowing that she would probably never see them again. With only her maids, she followed the servant on the very long journey of 400 miles to what was for her a strange land. At the end of this journey, she'd be married to a man that she had never met. We don't know what her thoughts might have been during these many days of travel, but at the end of the journey, she found happiness waiting for her. We read in verse 67, Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, And he took Rebecca, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Thus Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. This seems like it would have been a dream marriage. But like her mother-in-law, Sarah, Rebecca would have disappointing experiences. First, Rebecca would have many years of childlessness. Like other women in her culture, she wanted to give her husband a son, When Isaac was 40 years old, he prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, because she was barren, and the Lord answered him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. It is interesting here that Isaac did not just pray selfishly for a son. He prayed for his wife. God answered his prayer, and Rebekah became pregnant with twins. Turn with me to Genesis 25, starting with verse 22. The babies jostled each other within her, and she said, Why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. God made this prediction to Rebekah while she was still pregnant. We will return to this significant point later. Time passed, and the twins Esau and Jacob grew into manhood. Go back to Genesis 25, verse 27. The boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was content to stay at home among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Rebecca must have been so happy when she finally had children. How sad, then, that when the boys grew up, she and Isaac would play favorites. Isaac loved or favored Esau, but Rebecca loved Jacob. The two boys were very different. Esau was the rugged outdoor type and given to his appetites. One gets the idea that he wasn't too bright, either since he let Jacob talk him out of his birthright for a bowl of stew. Some scholars have said that Esau didn't think Jacob would really hold him to the bargain. But the Bible says in verse 34, So Esau despised his birthright. That implies that Esau knowingly threw his birthright away. A little later on, Rebekah had a second experience that was similar to Sarah's. Recall that during a time of famine, Abraham traveled to Gerar to find food for his family. Now, when a new famine occurred, Isaac, too, decided to travel to Gerar to find sustenance. When Isaac and Rebekah arrived in Gerar, Isaac had some worries about his safety and asked Rebekah to say she was his sister. It is curious that Isaac followed in Abraham's footsteps in this way. Let's read this story in Genesis 26, starting at verse 7. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister, because he was afraid to say, She is my wife. He thought, The men of this place might kill me on account of Rebekah, because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window, and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people, Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac and Rebekah were living in Gerar for a long time. It just so happened one day that King Abimelech, probably the son of the Abimelech in Abraham's time, was looking out of his window and saw Isaac and Rebekah caressing. Abimelech realized that he or one of his people could have sinned with Rebekah, thinking she was not married. The king remonstrated with Isaac for putting his people in such a position. The king charged the people to leave Rebekah alone. Then, just as God prospered Abraham after he confessed his wrongdoing to the previous Abimelech, God enabled Isaac to prosper while he lived in Gerar. After this, we see that Isaac planted crops in that land, and the same year reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. The man became very rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. Time went by. When Esau was forty years old, he married two wives, Judith, the daughter of Barry the Hittite, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. These foreign wives brought grief to Isaac and Rebekah. When Isaac grew old, he decided to call his older son Esau to give him a blessing before he died. Let's read this remarkable story in Genesis 27, starting with verse 1. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son. Here I am, he answered. Isaac knew he was near death and wanted to bless his successor. He called Esau to him and asked him to go and get some game and make a savory meal for him. Esau left to do his father's bidding. In the meantime, Rebekah was listening. She wanted Jacob to get the blessing, so she sent him to get goats from the flock so that she could prepare a savory dish for your father, such as he loves. Jacob and Rebekah discussed the difficulties of fooling Isaac into giving him the blessing, but Rebecca had thought it all out and had a plan. She got some of Esau's garments together. She made coverings for Jacob's hands out of the skins of the goats so they would feel rough, like Esau's. When they were ready, Jacob took the savory dish prepared by his mother to Isaac he managed to deceive Isaac into giving him the blessing. Both Isaac and Esau were upset when the truth became apparent. Isaac gave Esau a blessing too, but it was not the blessing of the inheritance. Esau realized what he had lost through the deception of his mother and brother. He decided on revenge. Turn to Genesis 27, starting at verse 41, to continue with the story. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near, then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say." Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Rebecca needed to convince Isaac of her idea. She told him that she was worried about Jacob taking a wife from the daughters of Heth like Esau did. Isaac listened to her and called Jacob to him. He decided to send Jacob to Padam Aran to get a wife from Rebekah's family. After all, it had worked for him, so he sent Jacob away with his blessing. How sad for Rebekah. She thought that Jacob's absence would only be for a few weeks. Instead, she never saw her beloved son again. Sometime later, Rebekah died before Jacob returned. Genesis 49 30 to 31, we read that she was buried in Hebron in the cave at Machpelah, where Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and later Jacob and Leah were all buried. Like women today, Rebecca went through many phases in her life. She was a teenager with hopes and dreams of young girls, in her case, she was very beautiful. But the Bible is careful to tell us that she was also very modest. She demonstrated this by using a veil to cover her beautiful face when she met Isaac, her intended husband. Rebecca was blessed with the love and respect of her husband. But later on as a mother, Rebecca played favorites. In the end, this cost her dearly. While the boys were growing up, there was family strife. Rebecca would end her life in sorrow and loneliness. Yet, despite her times of hasty, or rash decisions, Rebecca remained a faithful servant of God. The story of Rebecca is the third of our lessons about the female ancestors of the Lord Jesus Christ. In our next podcast, we will continue with the story of Leah, the wife of the patriarch Jacob, and the mother of Judah from whose line the Lord Jesus would descend. We hope this will be a conversation, so please leave us your comments. And goodbye until next time.